0: Welcome back to another edition of What's Up Belly Up. Uh, I feel like that's my my usual intro, but uh, we've been off about three weeks. Well, at least I have. Y- you carried the torch one week. Uh, you hosted it up with the uh, old Belly Up Kev. You guys uh, hit it off. I-, I listened. It was a great episode. Uh, and then I think we've had about two weeks off in between, kind of kind of resetting and getting everything squared away. So so Zach, what's up, man? How how, how are things going?
1: I'm doing well, man. I'm I'm interested to hear how you're doing. You were on some sort of vacation, right? Where where were you? Yeah, at?
0: if you you know went in a big Bora Bora, you know, nobody <laughs> could speak <laughs> English, so it's all good. But but no, no, really, uh, just just uh, things lined up, life happened, and like I said, Zach Zach took over, uh, led the way for one week, and then the other two we just couldn't connect, and and now here we are, uh, starting to to get this thing going again. So, uh, really, you know, a lot kind of going on across sports in general. I don't think there's one sport that really stands out. Obviously we had the Wilder Fury fight, um, not too long ago, uh, belly up made its debut last night with, with the Iron racing league. We'll talk a little bit about, but, uh, really, I want to know puck, puck pass. What's puck, pucks, pat puck, puck, puck Pass's take this past week or, or even, I guess yesterday, essentially, uh, take us, take us through the trade deadline. Anything that really stood out to you guys, uh, you yourself, you and KJ, I'm sure you guys talked well about this. Uh, any any moves, any shakeups? Uh, obviously, I'm sure we'll talk a little about the wings, uh, you know, Stevie Y. But, uh, you know, what what do you think about this deadline?
1: Uh, Yeah, not a, whole, a lot of it was done on, obviously, the deadline day, which was Monday, like you mentioned. There's a couple teams that got in the mix early, like to fully to the Canucks. But uh, for the most part, it all happened on Monday. Crazy deadline, as you'd expect. It was actually more active than I thought it was going to be. Uh, the nice part about it for me was that two Red Wings, Mike Green and Andreas Athanasiou, went to Edmonton, and Edmonton's been kind of my second team this year. So um Athanasiou was my favorite Red Wing up until that. So now, now obviously he's not a Red Wing anymore, he can't be my favorite Red Wing. He is now probably up there with my favorite Oilers. I like McDavid as well, but um a lot of people are going to say the Penguins won the deadline. A lot of people are going to say... Maybe the Oilers won the deadline. Maybe the Hurricanes won the deadline. I think there's a lot of teams that made some good moves. Uh, I'd be interested. I'm more interested to see how Edmonton, Carolina do as far as their playoff runs um, because they did a lot at the trade deadline. And it looks like they're trying to make a push, but they're two teams that, you know, those bubble teams who like try to make a push at the deadline yeah. and they're going bye bye bye, but you're still not sure about them. Those are those two teams. In that it's either I'm buyer
0: or seller. Sell yeah, yeah. Yeah. So obviously, uh, not to be, I mean, m- Really, not much expected for the Red Wings. Their um, their two moves uh, take take us into that. Take us, I guess, break that down. Is it a clear cap? You know, did, I, honestly, to tell you the truth, I haven't followed it. Was it anything worthwhile? to we get anything in return? That's how far out of touch with hockey I've been this year. In
1: yeah, I mean, I think we got a couple of picks for Eathensiu. I'm not, sh- I'm not too keen on what the Green trade was. It's not, it's not so hard to see Green go because he's aging wasn't a Red Wing to begin with, had most of his career in Washington, so it's, it's, you're kind of like, okay, kind of glad we got rid of that piece, don't want to hang on to him too long, because he's going to be old eventually. Ethnic he was a little tougher to, to go, he's young, uh, but he did have a holdout with the Red Wings, that was kind of off-putting, I can't remember, I think it was last year, where he didn't play the first chunk of the season, I want to say it was like 15, 20 games, where he held out, so you kind of were like, what what is this guy's attitude, I don't think he really wants to be here, so I guess in that regard, it's kind of nice to see him go get a couple picks in return, but you know, he was one of the speedier, more more talented guys. But I think, you know, we've talked about Detroit being a struggling city a couple of episodes, but they're in full rebuild rebuild. So they, you mentioned buyers and sellers. You know, they were full sell. Um, they got rid of a couple of pieces, added some picks. I think Stevie knows what he's doing. I would at least hope.
0: At, at this point, but yeah. uh, but but nonetheless, so that that's a little inside the mind of the uh, puck puck pass group there. Obviously, I appreciate that inside, Zach. M- there's not many hockey podcasts, which which you guys are really doing a big thing. Obviously, outside of your your. You're spitting chiclets, stuff like that. So, so to have you guys, uh, you know, be able to break things down, to to have that exercise, because obviously, uh, the NHL hockey is is a world sport. It's just a giant sport, but very few uh, companies actually really covered in depth. And you guys do a great job. So, so I'm I'm glad I was able to kind of pick your brain there. Even though, as a Red Wings fan, obviously I, I knew there wasn't much there. So,
1: yeah. And if you're but, a hockey uh, fan, anyway. I mean, go check it out. We had Nick Meraldo on. He was one of Pat McAfee's guys on the Pat McAfee show. Um, that's hockey talk. So, uh, we got, we got some cool guests on there.
0: Absolutely. What do you guys?
1: Is it at puck, puck Pass, Pod? Yep. Yep.
0: All right. So check them out on Twitter. Great. Uh, always iTunes, all that stuff as well. So, so anyways, moving on. Obviously, we talk about the Wilder, or I mean, I mentioned the Wilder for your uh, round. I mean, I guess not take two per se. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, we saw what happened. Uh, you know, Wilder's corner threw in the towel. Wasn't happy about it. Uh, at the end, he kind of said, "You know," pretty much just said, "Let me let me do what I do." He was mad about it. Then the next day, things got even more strange when he, well, well I guess back it up a little bit. These two idiots come out. Um, Fury, obviously, he, he's that's his personality. That's what you know. He comes out getting hoisted by. I mean, it was some women were carrying him out. I, I don't. I didn't even see the whole thing, obviously, but he was like pretty much on a, a pedestal getting carried out like a king. And then Wilder comes out and. Some costume. I don't know if it was like a Black Panther co- or it was something weird, but uh, nonetheless, uh, Wilder is now blaming his defeat, and he wants to uh, speed things up to to get a, a third rematch <laughs> because he says this this costume that he was wearing essentially uh, weakened his legs. Uh, it was forty pounds. Um, to me, uh, you know, I'll ask you your take, but but to me, this is a guy that lost. Uh, he's making excuses, gras- grasping at straws. You know what? What did you see? Obviously, uh, if you're not a big boxing fan, most people didn't didn't tune in because they paid the hundred and some dollars or whatever to get this pay per view. But, but seeing the re, uh, uh, previews, or I mean, the you know the the ESPN takes and stuff like this, and, and now seeing or hearing what Wilder said, uh, what do you, what do you think about this?
1: Yeah, this is kind of silly. I mean, like you, I didn't watch the fight. My buddy was like, "You want to go half in on it?" I was like, "I'd rather watch hockey. And say it's free." But. Uh, <laughs> yeah I, first off, I think it's good for the sport, um, everything you just mentioned because obviously he's pushing for this third fight, and that that's what everyone wants to see, I guess um, the first one ended a tie, correct?
0: yeah, it was a – yep,
1: yeah, okay, so now you've got um it's technically one to nothing, I guess one oh and one if you're keeping track of ties, but yeah. I can see why he wants another fight. I think the excuse is kind of like i work I work in the third floor uh, in the building that I work in and it's like, we have an elevator or stairs and I feel like it's people that walk up the stairs and they're like, Oh, I'm too tired to work. You know, like give me 30 minutes. And I'm like, you chose to take the stairs. Like this guy chose to wear this costume and he's using it as an excuse. It's it, you said the other guy was carried in. Like, why not just get carried in? You know, then you get, you don't get tired at all. Like, I, feel like it's, I would have
0: to go out on a limb. I would, I would have to go out on a limb here too, that the people that you work with on your third floor are not, uh, Highly trained right. uh, boxing athletes either so so for any of them to walk up the stairs and do a job, granite boxing a job, whatever you do is different. but to me, forty pounds uh, is not significant enough to, to to play that card and again not to cut you off but but yes I mean exactly the same thing I think he's just uh, kind of doing what he can but you know I mean but but then you know if if they do get this third fight, and then say Wilder does win, you know. Then what do we gotta do? We gotta, we gotta have a tiebreaker with a fourth one, essentially. Yeah, right. I mean, it's like best of four. You know, We've never heard of that. And and you know, uh, boxing is. It, it, and I know you said it too. I I can't speak a whole lot on boxing. Don't watch it enough. I think the last fight I watched was a a Mike Tyson fight, and this was when I was in college, and that's when they threw in his corner and ended up throwing the towel, and it was like, it was just ridiculous, but. But these names, these draws, these spectacles—that's that's what it's about. It, it's great for the sport to try to to try to bring in these people. I mean, you have celebrities. I mean, literally, it, the uh, the NASCAR race was in Vegas the next day, and all these NASCAR uh, you know drivers and everything were in attendance there. The next day, they go out to to race in Vegas, so it's a huge draw. Obviously, uh, people pay for it all over the world, you know. Um, but but uh, to me, you know, this is and, and you know Wilder is the not that. You know, countries matter. Uh, well, I mean, I guess you can say, but you know, Wilder was was the Americans. Uh, you know, so not that you have to pick one side or the other, but you look at him and you're like, man, you know, based off of the the tail of the tape, this dude is a chiseled man, and, and Fury is just kind of one of those guys going out there with a the dad bod and just, you know, <laughs> putting put me to putting to you town. So, so uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see a a third fight if this does go through. But I think the excuse is is, is pretty lame.
1: Yeah, I don't understand why. Like, I did he not think before he th- he said this excuse? Like, I don't, I just don't get it. I don't I don't
0: really get. It. Like I said, I think he was just dra- grasping at straws. But but you know they got fight promoters, they got agents, they got they got people. That's why I don't understand the people that make these millions and millions of dollars. And not to talk about Antonio Brown because he's pretty much lost everybody that was in his corner. But but the, when they when these athletes physically get on their their Twitter accounts in tweet or when they physically are in front of people and they, they speak off script, you can tell how badly th- they're misinformed or they just, you know, I mean, it, it's just, it's not laid out for them. Yeah. But, uh, anyways, I think that's about all you can say about that fight. Neither of us all, neither of us really cared. It was cool to hear about, but, um, last night, like, like I said, we, uh, made our, I guess, uh, we, we broke into the iRacing scene. We, we sponsored our first event. Uh, we were with uh, the Erska Series. Uh, very excited to be a, uh, a part of them. Uh, Christian X, uh, Gander Mountains Truck Series, uh, Kyle Bush Motorsports at Driver. He actually uh, raced last night in the 69 uh, cheer game Podcast uh, car. Um, long story short, um, it was awesome to be a part of. Check this out. Um, you know that they run every Monday night from here on out, uh, we're a big sponsor, uh, for this. We've got, uh, two cars in it. Uh, really cool to be in it. I know you didn't have a whole lot uh, of time to to check it out last night. You were busy, but when you did tune in, um, you know, this is, this is obviously it's not NASCAR. It's not watching on TV, but you can literally go to YouTube, watch a live stream. And I mean, the group that runs this they've got live uh, broadcasters you know to me that this is a pretty cool uh thing I uh, didn't know how it was gonna go was something we looked at for a long time really cool opportunity really cool to see uh I had a great time just watching it and it, and it kept me uh entertained pretty much all night you know uh I wasn't stuck watching the hockey games or, or or with the old lady so but uh <laughs> but uh the the little bit of time that you did have to, to tune in um you know what do you think of it uh? And, you know, going forward, I mean, is it something that you may be interested in uh, watching here and there?
1: Yeah, I I would recommend it to anyone who's, you know, a fan of just any sort of sports or competition. I like you said, I had movie night last night. So my girl was probably like, why are you taking so many piss breaks? Because I was taking piss breaks just to like, like you said, <laughs> it's so easy. Like, you just go on YouTube and it's streaming. It's it's so cool to watch. It's a lot more exciting than regular racing for me because there's the strategy is different, you know, so it's it's like because it's. It's a little bit more, uh, it's a little bit more aggressive, I would say. And just the little snippets that I saw, it, it looked very a lot more exciting than a normal race would bring to someone who doesn't know what they're watching. Yeah,
0: uh, o- overall, gr- great, uh, great time watching that. Uh, a great group of guys that was just the first race I got a whole season. We're going to be a part of that all the way through, so we just want to quickly, quickly How often touch are on racing? that. We'll have weekly. Uh, every every monday night uh i believe at 9:30 i i believe not 100% sure but I, but i know it's every monday uh okay. they do have a a slight break and it'll go into summer too it's a, it's a full series i mean they get points they get they get penalties they get docked i mean it, it's a good time you can check out our forum obviously go to bellyupsports.com, click on the forum uh, a lot of the drivers will will be on there uh talking back and forth going over things uh introducing themselves uh yeah, they i mean this is like so legit that they literally have different paint paint schemes for each car uh they've got three to four for the season that they can rotate through it's got their names on the cars you know it, it's pretty big business and it's really cool to be part of this this is, upcoming the, uh, so,
1: is the 69 car our only car in it or, or can we give someone else
0: no actually uh big shout out to johnny thomas the one that has actually uh, started this league he actually uh you know, he, he asked us if we wanted to work with him. We thought it was a great idea. And he, you know, uh, you know, said, Hey, you know, what do you guys think about this? And he pretty much branded his, uh, one of his cars, uh, to, to belly up. So, so we essentially have two cars, also a brand and key, obviously not, not, uh, technically sponsored by belly up but he runs the, he's got the hot lap for uh, belly up uh, podcast network he uh, had a great run last night uh, overall just a great group of people uh, in the in the short amount of time so we technically have two uh, two cars weekly that'll be running but uh you know we've nice. got a uh, communication w- with a lot of these people really great group of people so if it's something you're uh, looking to uh, maybe break into get into uh if you're looking for, uh, you know, to get your name on a car or sponsorship, you know, uh, let us know. There, there's always guys looking. It, it's a great. It's, it's just like anything else. It's not not the millions and millions of dollars behind it, like like the big boys in NASCAR, but but everything, uh, you know, for these guys to do, it, it costs something. So to get sponsorships, stuff like that, it, it it goes a long ways. But so so looking forward to the rest of the season there. Uh, so moving on from, uh, one, uh, I racing to the, uh, NFL draft, obviously, uh, you know, we're, we're getting ready for the NFL draft. They're giving all these, uh, tangibles on all the athletes. Uh, you know, we're going to learn about the 40, the shuttle, the the cones, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, the one that's really, really kind of funny this week that really hit, uh, Joey Burroughs, uh, you know, obviously the, the whole stink has been when he originally said that he has, uh, you know, he, he didn't come out and say that he wasn't going to go to the Bengals, but he pretty much said that he has some leverage. Um, well, he's kind of backed out a little bit and said, you know, he'd play for them, but, but it's not about that. It's all about uh, Joe Burrow's uh, registering. I don't even know if they had a measurement or, or maybe he didn't, but it, his hands, this whole thing about the quarterback's hands and the size mm-hmm. of their hands. Well, what do you think about all this? And, and obviously his tweet and uh, pretty much saying that, you know, jokingly he's going to retire. Um, you know, I, I feel like you've been very wishy-washy back and forth. Chase Young, Burrow, first pick, Bengals, you know, obviously no matter what happens, what do you think about, uh, you know, the, this whole Burrow, the hand situation? I know it's not as big of a deal as it's just more so Burrow having fun with it. But What do you think about all this?
1: I think my chances of being right about Burrow not going first may have increased because of this. I don't, like you said, you mentioned about leverage. I don't know if, uh, I don't know if it'll scare the Bengals off of him. I mean, it's interesting to note that over the past 10 years, I mean, it's only been Jared Goff, Ryan Tannehill and Chad Henney who have attempted more than 300 passes with that size hand and none of them have a quarterback rating over 55. So I you know, Mahomes was like nine and a quarter, so he's a little bit bigger, you know, and, and Mahomes is obviously very talented, so it's hard to compare them yet. But I I think it might be a little worrisome. I, I know a lot of people are brushing it off, especially because Burrow made the joke on Twitter and he's like, you know, I might as well retire. And people are like, oh, obviously this doesn't phase him, he'll be fine. I think it might be some I don't I don't know. I don't wanna say so early that it's just gonna bury him, but History says that these hand sizes don't do so well. So, so coming from me,
0: I've got a, uh, I've got five inch hands, and, and <laughs> the way I see it is, uh, I love it. Everything that that goes in my hand looks twice as big. So, I mean, to me, who cares? You know, everything looks bigger mm. in my hand. So. <laughs> Uh, but 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 that's here nor there. But but no, I, I didn't get that in depth into what you were saying about the the 300 attempts and stuff like that. Um, but you really you think that that could be that could really turn a lot of people off.
1: I, I uh, see, that's the thing. I don't know. I think it might turn some people off. I think some people might. I don't know. Obviously, they they're looking at the same numbers I'm looking at. They can see that you know these hand sizes don't do so well in the NFL, but. there's a lot more that goes into it. I you know, I know that, you know, that everybody knows that there's, you know, there's a lot of other technique and form and stuff like that that goes into a quarterback. So I don't think it'll bury him, so to speak. And he might have a good career still. I just think that, you know, he mentioned having leverage. Maybe the Bengals are worried about this, this hand size thing. Maybe they trade out of the pick. Maybe they pick someone else. I don't know. I'm just not sold on him going first now.
0: So what do you think? uh, Obviously, uh, We always talk about it. We always make mention. It seems like every episode, Lions, um, Red Wings, Pistons, you know, I I see your Lions jersey back there. What do you make of the mocks with uh, Tua? I believe me and you had a conversation uh, maybe a month ago, uh, and I think you were uh, on a lunch break pounding some beers or something like that while you're at work. No, no, I don't know. But um, you had made mention that. There's an I think it was something about Tom Brady or Stafford to the Stafford to New England or or it was just a, just brainstorming ball you know just shooting it out but uh, I think you originally said didn't you say Tua to the Lions at number three?
1: I did mention it. I mentioned if, if there's some sort of trade if Brady leaves and uh, Stafford goes to New England because I think he would fit in perfectly in New England and then maybe the Lions pick up Tua something like that. But uh, those I mean, those series of events would have to fall in line. Um, I, I think maybe the Lions are just doing their due diligence. Maybe they're at the three spot, so maybe they're scaring other teams that want it, and maybe they can trade out of the three spot or or they can use Tua as an asset without drafting him, so to speak. Um, I, I, but I also wouldn't be – I wouldn't hate it to the Lions. I think that gives the Lions some sort of excitement that they've been lacking for years and years.
0: You know, I saw the thing Jalen Rose is obviously – one of the biggest Detroit Michigan boys that there is. He's always been a, a Lions fan, Michigan basketball, obviously. And he pretty much said straight up, you know, bring Tua in. Stafford's not going to win us a, a playoff game. And I don't think it was some, more so the the a smack in the face to Stafford. It's just, you know, if Tua came in, it would be he said he wanted to come in, uh, sit behind somebody to learn. This is a perfect opportunity. Come in for the Lions. Uh, what more could you do to – no expectations going to the, well i mean i guess it depends on who you're asking you essentially got stafford you're not you're you're in win now but you're not going to win unless something drastic happens even though that division's wide open who knows uh unless something drastic ho- happens you can go to detroit sit the bench behind stafford who who's overall uh, you know a, a great quarterback uh mentally physically he he knows the game somebody to learn behind um you know and then, then eventually take over this team but on the flip side, at the third pick, uh, you know, there's a lot of other things that that you could really, really need so that you can get for this team. But like you said, I think for the third pick outside of Chase Young, Tua and and Burroughs, I think, you know, you're kind of stretching unless you're you're getting Jeff Okuda, uh cornerback for the from uh, Ohio State, you know. I think after that, uh I don't say there's there's a huge drop off, but based off of the number three spot, I think you'd be reaching in talent. So so I think I like what you're saying there. I think it may be smoke smoke screen, uh, kind of seeing feeling teams out, but uh, I, I'm not sure. I'd hate it. I think there's I think I would have to really allow myself to to realize that if this happens, then it's another two three years before Detroit even makes a push, which then they're going to start a new system, new coach all over, you know, but, but yeah, I just do, I do remember having that conversation with you and, and you were talking about, I know this was about uh, Brady and Stafford at the time, you know, this was right when we didn't know what was going on with Brady. We still don't, but, but uh it, it's, it's very funny because then right after that you hear about these trade rumors for Stafford and granted they were leaked or made up by inside, you know, inside sources trying to get leverage, but but regardless, I know I'm rambling on about the Lions. And this, is people where, this is probably where people usually start cutting it because there's not much in, much <laughs> to uh, listen to for the Lions. But but uh, but yeah, I, I think there's opportunity. I think for once Detroit has a little leverage in the draft. Um, Bob Quinn sometimes says, I feel like he's his his first or second round pick. He's really. Shot himself in the foot, but he's made up the draft where he's got the late round picks. Obviously, we don't know what's going to happen with Hockinson. Uh, he started off brilliant last year uh, at tight ends, one of the hardest hardest positions to learn. But uh, but I feel like he he really makes his money in the back half of the draft. But so so we'll see. Um, you know, uh, we'll see what happens. Third pick for the Lions. Um, probably the first pick for the Red Wings. Uh, <laughs> probably close to the first pick for the Pistons this year. You know, I just, I don't even know, the the Tigers, speaking of Tigers, I think uh, we can slide right into baseball right now. Uh, we saw, uh, we knew this was going to happen, the Houston Astros. What oh, was the first spring training game, and Tuve gets plunked last night. And I think, was it yesterday? Wasn't it against the Tigers? Yeah, that was, was their, Tigers. that was
1: their second game, but yeah, he did get plunked against the yeah,
0: Tigers. Yeah, but, but either way, you're talking the second game, spring training, uh, getting plunked, I mean, already in spring training. I didn't I just saw a quick clip on it heard about it didn't see it all um you know is this something I know we we transition really quickly from football to Detroit sports and but uh but is this something that uh no matter the the warning signs and no matter what the commissioner says is this something you're going to see on a week to week basis uh against the Astros this year
1: I really don't think so and I mean, you mentioned they've been through three spring training games. They've been hit six times already from what I saw. I don't know how many of those are intentional. But I I think people might just be getting it all the way in spring training. I don't know if there's suspensions being given out. Yeah, like, Manfred came out and said, you know, anybody who plunks Astros on purpose is going to get suspended, which is ridiculous to me because they went and cheated. Now they get this extra treatment where, like, if you plunk a random Blue Jay, like, you're not going to get suspended. But if you plunk an Astro, you get suspended. It's ridiculous. But – yeah, I think a lot of people are going to get it out in spring training because I'm not sure that they're handling, handing out suspensions during spring training. So maybe they're getting all all, all of it out of the way now. That was a tongue twister. But, uh, yeah, so they, they're already averaging two a game through three games. I think – I just – I know a lot of people are thrown out there because it's, it's easy to say, you know, they, they're going to break their record for hit by pitch this year. I, I really – I just don't think that's going to be the case.
0: Oh, definitely understand. Yeah, that's what I was kind of wondering. Uh, we'll see how the uh, the season unfolds this year. Obviously, we're just just getting the start. Uh, it's just like any sport. For me, being a Detroit fan, I, I look forward to the beginning of the season. About watch four or five, six games, and I never watch again. So, so what's it going to be
1: like if the Astros make the playoffs and they're in a postseason series? I, I
0: I would I would I mean that roster. Okay, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong at all. Stealing signs, stuff like that, and sitting on pitches, is 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 a huge, huge game changer. You know, you know. To me, when when people want to compare it to steroids and stuff like that, I, I get that. But you don't know what pitch is coming. You still got to hit the ball. Uh, to you, um, you know, uh, hitting a baseball is the easiest thing that that's ever happened. So easy. So easy. So 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 regardless, their sliders curveballs, you know, uh, knuckles. I mean, it, it doesn't matter what, what, I mean, they're throwing slurs now they're making up their own <laughs> pitches. but, but uh, to, to me and, and the whole thing that they're coming out with, you know, Pete Rose asking for a reinstatement or, you know, yeah. to the uh, hall of fame to, to me, uh, you know, we're going to talk about this all season. We've talked about it before. Um, that's fine. You, you know, you're not going to strip a team of their title, uh that that's one thing. I get that. I, I'm kind of okay with that. Even though they want it cheating, uh I'm not sure outside of what USC getting stripped of a national championship, I'm not sure. And I didn't didn't look this up quick. I mean, sure, I'm sure it's happened, but I'm not sure of any teams in professional sports have been stripped stripped of a title. But uh but on the flip side, you've gotta make everything that happened before that right. Steroid air, betting air. You know, because especially now with with betting legalizing uh, of gambling, you know, you, you've got to make everything right. Uh, you know, the commissioner came out, made himself look like a fool. The only way he can save himself is saying, "Okay, I didn't do this." You know, but I got to clear the slate with everything else. And, and I know it's got to go through a lot of people, but it, it, it's a long season. Uh, it hasn't even started yet. We're just in spring training, so it'll be interesting to see what happens this season. But uh, but yeah, it, it'll. I mean, we'll see. I mean. You know, I don't know. It, it's going to be like, you, like you said, you know, how are, you know, there are going to be guys that intentionally get plunked and there are going to be pitchers that a ball gets away from them. How are they going to, you know, I know some of it's very easy to, to tell if we're throwing at a guy, but you know, who's going to be a ju- judge of that? Are we, are we, uh, introducing these robot umpires that are, that are going to be crazy during spring training that know all this stuff. So, but, but anyways, um, that's that's all the topics I got today. You got any uh, anything you want to want to touch on quickly before we leave? Uh, any roundtable? Anything specific? I, you know, I was just kind of throwing this in there.
1: Uh, no, I don't. Uh, I guess since we didn't talk NBA, I'll talk about. Uh, I think the I think the Lakers are going to win the finals. I don't know if we've had any finals talk since. Um, no, uh, I don't think
0: we have. It's COVID. It's,
1: yeah, yeah, since Kobe. So I think, you know, with with all of that and all the emotion behind that, I think we see – I'm, I'm partly hoping, but I think we see LeBron going on a whole other level. I think the whole team, though. I mean, Anthony Davis, yeah, I, I, I just think that the Lakers organization is going to want to do something for Kobe. And I, I really expect them to be on another level. It's scaring me, but it feels like the Clippers have an 80-man roster at this point. It seems like they're adding everybody, somebody every week. And they still can't win, yeah. Yeah. It, I, so I'm a little bit scared of them when it comes to postseason time. I don't think the Bucks have what it takes to be a finals um, contender. That that might be a hot take. I don't know. I think the Sixers are better in the East, but um, I, I'm, I'm really All excited. Right. Shout to the out to Dying <laughs> <tree>. <laughs> I'm really excited to see the Lakers postseason performance this year. Yeah, under I unfortunate, think unfortunate uh, circumstances, but
0: yeah, no, no, absolutely. I think when that happened, uh, Le- LeBron's always been that guy that every roster he's had, he's made. I wouldn't say stars out of people, but he's he's made role players. I mean, we we had one point where Deldo, or what was his name, yeah, Del- 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 whatever Nova. his name was for Cavs. Yeah, that he, yeah that he, he was, was he was relevant. great at, at this point. I think he, <laughs> I think he plays for the Cavs again now and nobody even talks about him. But, uh, yeah, but that's come. just the type of player he is. Love him or hate him. But, uh, but I am glad you talked about uh, NBA because that's what I was going to talk about. I know I said something to you earlier. I was turned on TV today, and obviously, uh, you know, ESPN, uh, that's the only sports channel really that uh, has basic sports, if you want to call it that. But, you know, uh, don't get me wrong. Zion has, has hit the NBA, and now that he's playing – He's been on fire. He's had a great start. Uh, Twelve games in, they're already comparing him to LeBron's uh, rookie season, that is. Um, great. Don't get me wrong. This is. I, I think if, if Zion started the season healthy, I think you would have seen him in the All-Star game. Uh, I think he is that good. Uh, he, he, he's talented. Um, as much as I don't like Cleveland, it, it made me not like LeBron but it's hard to root against LeBron because of everything he does and and being an Ohio guy and stuff like that, you know? So to see that, um, you know, everything with Kobe and obviously MJ and stuff like that, you know, uh, just in general, these players and LeBron in that category, I know they're not putting Zion in that, but to compare that rookie season after 12 games, uh, don't get me wrong. He's got off the chart stats right now, but uh, let's, let's see him sustain that the rest of the season. I do think he's going to be a generational talent. Um, you know, uh, you got Morant in your in your uh, your hometown right now. I know you've seen him play a couple of times. Uh, I would I would assume at this point he's leading rookie the rookie of the year. But um, but uh, overall, comparing uh, Zion to to LeBron's rookie season, uh, I, I think it's fair in a sense the hype, but I don't think it's fair to do it after 12 games.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with that. They've been talking about will Zion have the same impact on the NBA slash NBA community as LeBron has had, and that's so hard to – it's it's so hard to imagine that he could. I mean, LeBron's – he's in year 17, so Zion would have to do it for almost two decades, and he'd have to get better as he goes, which he has the potential to, absolutely, and he's been outstanding since he's come off of his injury. But, yeah, like you said, I think we just need to see some more – Um, I definitely believe that it's in him that he can keep it going, but I just would like to see it before we make that Uh, having the same impact on basketball as LeBron is such a huge, like that's such a high bar to be talking about after 20 games or whatever it's been. Like, I, I think, and I get that people are going to bring it up as a topic just to get people talking, but I like, let's, let's be real here. What LeBron has done is absolutely extraordinary considering the hype that was around him coming and Zion's had very similar hype coming in, but LeBron had all this hype coming in as a high school student and he's lived up to it, which is like we've seen Greg Oden. Like I could go list goes on about guys that have not lived up to the hype yeah. when it's and, and for LeBron to do that, I think a lot of people overlook that. Um, so yes, like you said, Zion's been doing well with the hype that's surrounded him, but I, I want to see him do it for years at a time before we talk about LeBron style impact. I think.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you 100. percent So, uh, with that being said, that is all we've got. So, if you've made it this far, we appreciate it. We will be back next week uh, on behalf of uh, myself at mbrownoh21 on Twitter. And I know Zach, you just you just switched up the old Twitter handle, so hit him with that quick.
1: Yeah, at it Zach Mac. What used to be at belly up Zach Mac. It was too many characters. I would run out of when I was like trying to tag myself in puck, puck pass. I'd run out of characters. I'm like, I gotta shorten this thing. So it's at, it's you don't Zachary. have to
0: justify it. Don't have to justify it. <laughs> so it's still so belly up, Zach, up, obviously check out. Puck Puck there you go. Uh, yeah, check out uh Puck Puck Pass. These guys do do great things. There's not many hockey uh podcasts out there, so so it, it's great to see what these guys are doing. Awesome to have Zach as my co host. Uh, week in and week out. So we're looking forward to the next couple uh, weeks. Here we go. And uh, also check out, uh, check out, uh, check us out on YouTube. We're going to start doing some uh, YouTube videos as well. Uh, just, just check out at belly up sports. We'll have everything up there. So, so appreciate it on, on behalf of myself, as well as Zach Mack here from poke, pass. Uh, you guys have a good one. We'll see you next
1: week. March madness around the corner.
0: Ooh, I never I was
1: thin, it was too late. And I was,